0: All right, guys. Welcome back to our teaching in the book of Revelation. Now, the last time we were here, we were wrapping up things that had to do with the Antichrist. Basically, starting in chapter thirteen, with the rise and identification of the Antichrist and his coming to power, and his oncoming persecutions of all of those who would not worship him. And that's what Revelation thirteen said: Receive the mark of the beast which is the number of his name on the right hand or the forehand. So we saw in that rise of the Antichrist and those who received him would be welcomed by him and be able to participate in uh, trade and things of that nature. They could live, quote unquote, normal lives by being able, as the scripture says, to buy and sell. But to all those who would not worship the Antichrist, which means the idea is they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So you basically will have two groups of people at this particular time. That is the Antichrist rise during the second half of the tribulation, also called the Great Tribulation. Two groups of people, those who would worship the Antichrist and those who reject worshiping the Antichrist will worship Jesus as the true Messiah and Lord. And this particular group of people, and this is what as we move into chapter 14 is all about, but this particular group of people who will not worship the Antichrist will be persecuted and sought out by the Antichrist to be killed. So in chapter 14, so this is where we are in our review, we see what is basically victory. The idea of 14 is that even though the Antichrist will be persecuting all those who reject him and seeking to kill them and will kill many of them. Ultimately, they will have victory over the Antichrist, whether they are killed or whether they remain. This is what the 144,000 were, whether they remain to meet Jesus At his return. So the overall idea of 14 is victory for the persecuted saints, even though they're being persecuted by the Antichrist. Okay, Now, what we also have to remember is we are still in the seventh trumpet and all of these things are being revealed in the seventh trumpet. And so as we spoke about the rise of the Antichrist, chapter 13, chapter 14, we are still, it kind of like took a break from talking about the events from the seven seals, the seventh trumpet, which is where we are now. And then in the seventh trumpet, we prepare for the final judgments of God, which will be the seven bowls. And basically this is pretty much where we are today, but we are still kind of like in an interlude where we are getting ready to introduce the. In the seventh trumpet, because that's where we are, but we're getting ready to introduce because we need to remember within the seventh trumpet are the seven bold judgments. And we're getting ready to introduce them. And in the seven bold judgments, this will be where the wrath of God will be ultimately and completely poured out on the Antichrist and his unbelieving followers. The idea is the whole earth so this is where God was going to truly punish and so we're going to see in this particular interlude here uh a, a, it's almost like a lot of pump and circumstance so to speak as we go to the visions of heaven that John is going to see as he introduces those seven bowls alright so with that let us go to chapter 14 because th- We're we're doing that introduction at the end of chapter 14. Okay, so we're going to go to chapter 14, starting at verse 14. Then I looked and behold, a white cloud and sitting on the cloud was one like a son of man, having a golden crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. And another angel came out of the temple, crying out with a loud voice to him. Who sat on the cloud, put in your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come because the harvest of the earth is ripe. OK, so now we are taken back to heavenly visions that God has given to John, of course. And what he sees is a cloud. Verse 14. And one sitting on the cloud is like a son of man. Now, a question has come uh, from a, a number of Bible study or students about who is this particular one like a son of man sitting on a white cloud. Is this an angel? Because sometimes angels may be referred to as one like a son of man because angels are messengers of God and the messenger angels are always pictured as men, okay? Or is this one sitting on the cloud Jesus? By most of scripture what you see especially as referenced in the book of Daniel Jesus son of man uh, who comes before the throne of God and Jesus himself often refers to him as Son of man and Jesus also said that he himself is a son of man who will come on the clouds of glory So we take this particular son of man to be Jesus so what we see in verse number 14 is Jesus coming on a cloud, a white cloud, the cloud of glory, glory, cloud of glory. And he is dressed in white and he and what he is coming with a golden crown. I'm sorry, with a golden crown on his head, with a sickle. The thing that is important to see is the sickle. And you know what the sickle is, It's something that you use to harvest. These are symbols of judgment. Remember, uh, uh, that we are in the last angel that spoke uh, um, that concerning the three woes that are uh, that are coming from the trumpet judgment. Woe, woe, woe! The seventh trumpet is a part of that third woe. I say it again: the seventh trumpet, which is where we are now, the seven trumpets, which introduce the seven bold judgments, the seven bold judgments are the emptying out of the wrath of God? Okay, so this sickle that Jesus is holding is all about a symbolism for judgment as he is about to strike the earth and judge all of those on the earth with one of the worst judgments that God is going to bring on the earth, okay? And Jesus is leading this judgment. And verse 15 tells us about an angel who comes out of the temple of God, which is in heaven, temple that is in heaven. And we have to kind of keep up with these temple scenes because there are different uh, places within the temple that these angels speak from or come from. And it gives us an idea of what's going on in heaven as the events are occurring on the earth. But nevertheless, he comes out of the temple of God in heaven, crying out. To him who sits on the cloud, which is Jesus, and tells him, put your sickle in and reap. That is the time for judgment has come. But notice even once again, not only is God the father judging the earth, but the father is judging the earth through the son himself. But notice again, and there's a point that I'm going to bring out here, put in your sickle and reap for the hour to reap has come. The harvest of the earth is ripe. Now that word ripe comes from the idea means withered or fully ripe. So what the angel is saying is the time for the judgment of mankind has come and that judgment has reached a point of fullness. Okay, what I wanted to tell you guys about that is you have to understand. In the in how God deals with mankind in in principle, and I'm speaking in principle, God allows the wickedness of mankind to reach a point where God himself. We begin to judge man. So in a sense, like consider it like a, 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 a thermometer of sort of, of sort where you get to this point. God says, OK, you, you know, you, you're doing bad. OK, you're doing worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse until it reaches a certain point in the mind of God where God says that is enough. Now I'm going to judge where the grace of God has been expended and God is sick and tired and the point of judgment is now full. You kinda see a sense of that when you go to the book of Genesis before the flood of Noah. The wickedness of mankind had risen so great until God has simply says enough is enough. And what what does he do? He brings on judgment with such finality that the flood destroys the whole earth. So what we see here in verse number 15 is that time has come again. And so, but now God is not going to destroy all of humanity, but it's the destruction of humanity will be with the wrath of God that we're going to see will be to such a degree. Remember once again, what did Jesus say? If God did not relent from this wrath, no flesh would survive. That is no human being could possibly live through the judgment of God. And and that's the idea. The point of man's wickedness in verse 15 had reached the degree that God has said it is time to judge the sinners of the earth. Okay. Verse 16. Then he who sat on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth and the earth was reaped. And so the idea simply is it is portraying that the judgment that it is about to begin. And the reaping of Jesus will be the judgments that will follow in the seven bowls of wrath. So this reaping action is portraying what will be called the seven bowls of the wrath of God. Okay. 17. And another angel came out of the temple, which is in heaven, and he also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel, the one who has power over fire, came out from the altar, and he called out with a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle, saying, "Put in your sharp sickle and gather the clusters from the vine of the earth, because her grapes are ripe." So basically what we have another two two, two, <laughs> two other angels. One comes out. The other angel comes out from the temple. He has a sharp sickle. And then another angel comes out with the power of fire. So notice we see all of these different angels with the sickles in their hand. And what this indicates for us is, is the emphasis of judgment in other words all of these angels coming out and one declaring to another to put in your sickle upon the earth and reap the earth and and i hope you have the idea imagine uh, uh all of the earth like wheat or something like that standing crop and whoop, and come out and so we'll one fell swoop after another which would be the bold judgments whop 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 and what we see is the great intensity of God's wrath and anger upon the earth. And that's why we see these number of angels. We even see Jesus having a sickle, the angels following him having these sickle. And this is speaking of the anger and the wrath and the intensity of judgments that will be involved in the bold judgments. And when we see all of this, when we begin to look at the bold judgments that will follow, Fifteen, sixteen, the bold judgments will be swift and harsh. And that's why we see the sickle action. Okay. But nevertheless, so the, the angel comes from the temple of heaven with a sharp sickle. Verse 17, verse 18, another angel with the power of fire, intensity of judgment comes out from the altar. Now, let me make a comment concerning the altar. The altar is the altar of incense. The altar of incense. And this was the place where prayers were offered up before God and the prayers of the saints. Also, we see that there were the saints who were at this particular place. And these were Christians who had died for the name of Jesus and those who will die uh, uh, under the onslaught of the Antichrist. Remember, I told you earlier, the Antichrist will kill. All those who don't accept him. These are they who are there at the altar who are praying. And we also see uh, uh, in in, who were asking God, how long before you judge those who are upon the earth, those who killed us? Okay. so an angel comes from that particular place in the temple where at the altar, where the saints of God are pray are praying to God Even praising God, things of that nature, a number of things are going on at certain particular times. But the point is, they were killed by the Antichrist because they would not accept the mark of the beast. Okay, so an angel comes from that particular place of the altar. So you see, there is judgment. God is also doing what? Rendering vindication for those. who were killed by the antichrist. So a part of the judgment on the earth is to answer the prayer of the saints who were murdered by the antichrist, all right? And so again, what did he say? Put in your sickle and do what? And reap the earth because the time is ready. The time is now, her grapes are ripe. So we now seek the judgment also for that. And verse number 19, so the angel swung his sickle to the earth and gathered the clusters of the vine of the earth and threw them into the great winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden outside the city and blood came out from the wine press up to the horse's bridles for a distance of 200 miles. So the judgment of God was complete. In other words, judgment was done. So what we kind of see here is this, um, And the angel coming out and all of the particular angels coming out with their sickles. We see that the wrath and the vengeance of God will be completed with all of this swinging of the sickles. That's what this uh, gives a spiritual indication of. The judgment will complete. So now we're speaking of even though we haven't gotten into the particular events. So I'm going to slow it down. We haven't gotten into the particular events. That will speak of the judgment of God, the wrath of God being complete, which will be the seventh bowl or vial. Bowl judgments, we haven't talked about it yet, but it's speaking of the completion of these things as the angel, the final angel, swings his sickle. So as he swings his sickle, God's wrath will be complete or complete satisfied the seven bowls will be complete even though he hadn't gotten into it so it's kind of like intro introductory type of idea all right and from there and threw them into the great wine press of the wrath of god and and that's a the great okay here is a a a picture Uh, when you in an ancient times they would have this great big vast and they would had pour, put grapes into them, and people would come in and and stump on the grapes, and and as they press the grapes, uh, the wine would come out and, and flow through this hole in, in in the wine press, and then you would see the juice that would come from the grape. So this is the idea of judgment that is being given. God in his anger is throwing down judgments on humanity. Humanity are the grapes that are pr- and the earth is the wine press is the vast. And God is trampling. That is the angels as the angels with their sickles. God is trampling on wicked humanity. And as he tramples on wicked humanity in their deaths, Flow their blood, and their blood flows from the wine press of the wrath of the wrath of God, and that's the idea. That's the picture that is being seen, is seen here. And notice verse number twenty: the wine press was trodden, and that's the idea. God in His anger, trodden on humanity, because and that is the Antichrist, His kingdom, and those who worship him and God is judging him with all of these judgments that we'll see from the seven bowl judgments. Okay. Outside the city. Now here's a point when he says outside the city, the city in revelation refers, there are two cities that are referred to the city, the great city that is Jerusalem and also the city, which will be the, um, the place where the Antichrist sets up his kingdom, you know, his capital city, which would be called Babylon. It is, now, here, the scriptures does not tell us which city. It, it's kind of difficult to see. Is it Jerusalem that it's referring to when it says outside the city, or is it That the kingdom of the Antichrist because notice again earlier that the scripture says concerning when it was giving uh, Comfort to God's people concerning Babylon that Babylon the city of the Antichrist will fall and be destroyed By God, so which city is it? We cannot say definitively the scriptures don't doesn't really say I don't know but I think my personal belief, the city, since we are talking about so much destruction, I think and I'm not even sure about that. That is referring to Babylon, the capital of the Antichrist. But I cannot be particularly sure about that. But nevertheless, the idea is whichever city is talking about the destruction. It is the the whole earth. The whole earth is in mind. The whole earth is in mind. God is not judging just simply the city, but the whole world. But the judgment of God is severe. And the picture is one of one who stands in a wine press trotting out the grapes. God's judging of humanity. And to what extent is the judgment? The blood came out of the wine press, just like the grapes juice flow from the wine press here. The judgment of God on humanity. It brings about since blood death, the blood to the horse's bridle. And that's unimaginable. And just, and I let me, can I just leave it at that? The judgment, so much death, God, God is bringing about so much judgment that causes so much death. That blood rises to a horse's bridle for a distance of 200, mi- about 160 to 200 miles. That's the distance of it. So that is unimaginable. So the point here is, as we finish this section, the final judgment of God would bring about so much devastation. There will be so much death that the bloodletting is unimaginable. Okay, God, we were through with this particular section. Let's stop right here and we'll get back. We'll keep on moving into chapter 15 uh, verses 1 through 8 for the next section as we continue that introduction into the bold judgments. All right. Catch you next time.